Hello and welcome to Straight to the Point, completely off topic with Kyle Dunbar and our guest today, Crystal Nevius, mischievous Crystal Nevius. Oh, I'm an angel. An angel? Ah, right on. I completely had you pegged wrong then. I must be, I must be judging a book by the cover or something. Oh, no. Um, quite possibly. So... We're going to talk with Crystal about several things. She's a tattoo artist as well. We've been friends for a long time, traveling together through the Villain Arts Travels. We're also going to talk to her about her time as a canvas on Ink Master, where she was tattooed by Tattoo Baby, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Um, but today, what's going on right now? You, we, we should probably explain some of the background noise. Um, I'm getting my nails done. <laughs> So I'm not the best at scheduling things because my friends live in different time zones. So seven o'clock uh, to me is different than Vegas. So we're learning that. <laughs> it is uh, four eleven here. <laughs> right on. So we're a little early. The sun's still out. Oh, you guys even have sunshine out there. It's actually, if the wind wasn't cutting today, I'm pretty sure it would be an 80-degree day. The wind is probably what's got it down into the high 70s. Make me a little sick just hearing that. You shouldn't I'm complain kidding. about the weather. When, when you know where you live, you live there, you shouldn't, you know, expect what, what you get. But I miss the sun some days. Like today, I think it was, it was gone by like 4 o'clock. Oh, no, no, no. So you're getting your I, nails I done? Yes. Right on. And I thought, did you did you say you something extraordinary happened today? Well, I was with my apprentice and Kyle, I don't know how many times over the years that you've tried to hand me the friendly, friendly flower. And you're like, oh, yeah, you don't do that stuff. So I went to the largest dispensary in the world today. Uh -huh. And uh, that was definitely I felt bad for the lady who had to help me go shopping for my significant other because I was oh, like a five-year-old. <laughs> right. Yeah, you but, don't know any of it. I can't well, but she, she got me for 550 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure your significant other is going to get pretty high. Yes. I, I mean, if not, I, I did something wrong. <laughs> even if when I go to the store, I just, I mean, honestly, I, even though I've been smoking since I was 11 and I'm 50 something now, almost uh, 40 years of, of smoking, almost, I, I still, I'm just like you in a store. You know, I don't know what the shit is. I, I don't know how to smoke half of it. Like you got to get a, a beaker and stuff. You got to be a chemist nowadays to smoke some of this weed. And well, someone's like, Hey man, you. You want to do a dab and, and then they start breaking out this big apparatus and a blowtorch. <laughs> well, I told her anything that requires like a blowtorch or multiple glass pieces. I think we can avoid that. But I, it's something moon rocks. And then she was like, yeah, we have honeycombs. And I was like, well, what is that? OK, fine. Give me both. And then she was like, there's this stuff and that stuff. And then like Thursday, I'm cooking at the Pittsburgh convention for some friends and they got at like DC, this they're at, uh, at uh, Greg Piper's Pittsburgh convention. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just making dinner. sure I say it because I'm going to be there as well. Let's give a plug. Oh, we're good. We're going to see everybody me, out there. 
if you and Candy are arriving on Thursday, I'm going to cook dinner and you're more than welcome to come. And I'm going to make some lemon pepper infused wings because they have that kind of stuff okay. for me to cook that stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be interesting. Didn't they just have a recall on, on, on wings or something like that? Okay, well, I'll make lemon pepper Brussels sprouts or something. <laughs> right on. You know, I'm still going to eat it. I just, uh, you know, I want to be able to track what gave me the, the upset stomach. Like, oh, yeah, this is that E. coli they were talking about. Hey, I just had food poisoning in sun on Sunday. That in, was in interesting. Vegas? No, it was interesting. Uh, no, it wasn't. I was in Amarillo. <laughs> I've never had, I don't think I've ever had it before, so I wasn't sure what it was. And I was just like, oh, yeah, uh -uh. I will never eat what? Whataburger ever again. Oh, it's Whataburger. Right on. So, you know, out there in Amarillo, they got that uh, te that steak. It's like, what, 118 Seven. ounces or some shit? You can eat it in ounces. an hour. 72 ounces. And you know what? If you look at that leaderboard up there, I'm sure it's changed around a little bit since I've been there. It's been four or five years. But there's like a 70 or 83-year-old lady on there with one of the shortest times. And she's probably like 95 pounds. Yeah, they had a picture. She wasn't like super obese or nothing. Man, I wonder like if she didn't just, you know, they turned a blind eye and she brought her service animal with her or something, you know? <laughs> Come on, big dog. <laughs> I need to eat this for me. <laughs> another, another person up there is like a, uh, I, I almost want to call him a famed pitcher, but I've never heard of him except that he ate that steak. So I guess I don't know how famed he was, but he was, he was pitching or, or baseball playing for the baseball playing thing, <laughs> the M MLB or the, the you know, major, major league baseball, kind of like the NFL, but for that baseball, one. that <laughs> one, he, he, he was, he was like a retired pitcher and he was on the board like twice. Like he went eight at one time and did it and then got on the board. And it seems like he went back and, and he, he beat his last time. It's like, it must be a free meal once you can get it done, you know? I think they do advertise it, but there's no way in hell I can eat 72 ounces of steak. Right. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's an awful lot. I that's, can do a, a 20 ounce, like ribeye, but 72 ounces? Yeah, that's, you've, you, you've got some. Well, they make you eat all the sides, too. You got to have, like, potatoes, or the mashed potatoes, like a pound of mashed potatoes or something. There's no. Yeah. It takes training. That's what I know takes training they say it's all about the sphincter muscles <laughs> you got the esophageal sphincter muscles that's what you, <laughs> you gotta go and work them out that's what i know i watched that eating contest so uh candy actually has on she gave me a list of questions it actually I says on here i'm just now looking at it but it actually <laughs> says on here welcome to the show <laughs> so obviously i've been messing that part up Oh, my God. But thank you. I appreciate the invite. Ms. Tattoo or Ms. Tat? It's Ms. Tattoo, my Instagram, my social media handle. I actually hate the word tat. But but, but it is your Instagram? M-I-Z-T-A-T -T and the number two. Yeah. But you hate that. No, the word that when people say tat, it really drives me up the wall. Is it like that my son? To, he doesn't like the word moist. It's like that for you. Kind of. I just think a tat is that's 
something that's done in somebody's kitchen. A tattoo is done by somebody who knows what they're they're doing. So like, don't insult the process. There are a lot of tats walking around. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, yeah, and you yourself are tatted up, right? Oh yeah. As a tattoo artist, I think we have more tats than the people who don't even know they have tats and they're walking around with them. You said it. Oh, okay. Cause they are tats though to you. Cause they're like, no, nah, we did get them in a kitchen. <laughs> well, or not even in a kitchen. I've had like the shop apprentice tattoo me and yeah, they weren't skilled at the time. So yeah, it is a tat. It's a half ass done tattoo. So it's only oh. worth half the word. So right on, when you put the ooh on the end of it, it's full. Like you're finished. 100%. It's finished. <laughs> right it's like you see a quarter sleeve, you know it ain't a full sleeve. That's just a tat as well. Could be. <laughs> tell me tell me about season three. You came on as a canvas. Oh, had you been on the show prior to that? I had not. And were you a tattoo artist when you came on? I was apprenticing. But I had been in the industry... I've been in the industry raised knee high to a grasshopper, but I was just in a How's that? Um, How's that? Dave Knox is my uncle. Um, he was an artist in Indiana that helped actually uh, formulate some of the laws in Indiana because uh, he was charged with practicing illegal medicine when his studio was raided back in the 80s, early right. 80s. Um, and then yep. I was like a shop manager, piercer, personal assistant um, when I was younger, but I was married. And so I had to wait it out. So wait, 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 what? Oh, for me to start my tattoo career, it's kind of hard to be a oh. full-time mom and tattoo at the same time when your husband travels for a living. Right. What was he doing? Was uh, he tattooing or? No, my, my first husband was a industrial commercial electrician. Okay. So, and I was a stay at home mom. So, that so when, at what point in your apprenticeship would you say you were at when you, you came on as a campus? Um, I had been with Al quite a while. I mean, I had already been in the industry long enough to know certain do's and don'ts, you know? Um, right. We, was, we're, now you were, when you say Al, you mean Al Fliction, right? You were apprenticed by Al. So yeah. you were apprenticed by Al Fliction, who is from season one, right? He's Grandpa yep. Ink Master, right? He's Grandpa so, Ink Master. So Al, Al apprenticed you, but by the time you went on there, you still felt, did he feel confident that you weren't going to make an ass of you and him? Or uh, I guess, I don't know. We're talking about Al, too. He can make an ass of himself. I'll be honest. Al really just told me to get as much out of the experience that I could. And he wasn't focused on him. He was focused on just making sure I didn't do anything to harm any doors that could potentially open for me in the future. Like as, right as wild as Al is, Al is, I'm like one of his kids. So he can be that fiery personality in the public eye, but he's still, I'm not going to say like huggy, loving nurturing but he still came <laughs> from a place of love even though he's abrasive i don't know how uh, to i think i know that. what you mean he's, he's like a uh, asshole. <laughs> there you go there you, that's how you explain that yes 
God bless Al. And obviously he, it blessed you to be affiliated with Al. Did he, did his affiliation help you get on the show as a canvas at all? Or believe it or not, like, no, I was already canvassed for the show before or, uh, cast for the show before I even told him. Okay. So, and then he, he just gave you advice on, uh, on, on how to get the most out of it. That's what he did. Once he knew I was in there for casting, that's when he was like, hey, uh, to maximize your airtime, they're going to want reaction. And of course, they put me with Tattoo Baby. So I, I, I honestly don't think that was Litwalk's intention. But hey, oh, no? I, I honestly don't think so. So you think there is some some kind of uh, suggestion or something like that that was given I to him? I think there may there may have been some coaching there. Hmm. I don't know if that's truth or false, but right, yeah, I don't. They never. I mean, I I haven't had the opportunity to hand out skulls too often, but anytime I did. Uh, they never gave me any kind of coaching. I don't think they even asked me what I was thinking. Unless at that point, I feel like Jimmy played strategy with that one and knew she, she, uh, right. Quite possibly. Well, he, and, he and Tattoo Baby were, uh, pretty, I mean, they were, they were kind of close. She was really a big fan of his artwork and she loves, uh, new school stuff too. Well, and, that's uh, the thing. I'm a fan together. of them both. But I believe right. I was the only canvas that went up there and asked strictly for new school. So oh, is that what, yeah, you did ask for it, didn't you? Because you wanted a girl that was being pulled down by seaweed or something like that into a, a treasure chest or something. If I've, or a seashell, just something. Seashell, it was my divorce okay. tattoo. I, I'm kind of glad that you didn't get it coming out of anything because <laughs> I think it would have been too much. It was a you nice know? tattoo. I just wish there would have been a background color put to it so it looked a little more finished. Do you still have the tattoo? I do. Okay. I won't cover it because it's not a bad tattoo. Um, if anything, I'll just go in and have maybe like a coral color or uh, some type of hue added in the background so it doesn't look like she's just floating on my head. Right. That's yeah. the only problem I had with it is it needed something behind didn't, it. Didn't she have something with a finger too that they cut her on? They got her um, on some finger stuff or in some seaweed on that, that kind of made actually, it. Actually, she looks like she has three butt cheeks because of the line okay. in the yeah. seaweed. That's why I remember something that they gave gave hell about. But they always got to give hell about something. It was a good you looking guys tattoo. Had to be critiqued. Somebody had to lose. You guys got along just fine then? You and Tattoo, tattoo Baby? Is actually, she's a sweetheart. Um, we talked a lot and they didn't show that on the camera. And I kind of wish they would have touched in on that because that tattoo was my divorce tattoo. I was married to an alcoholic and that was kind of me letting go. But like she shared with me some of her like intimate life stories and then some of mine. And I think as much as it's important to focus on the competition or whatever, that if they yeah. would have focused on the in intimate connections that us as artists oftentimes make with our clients, that was even more as important. Well, for you know? us, for us yeah. as artists, and honestly, for probably people listening at home too, but they, they made and the show like eventually for soccer moms. So, <laughs> you know, they didn't, they didn't care about that as much. 
but to me, it's equally important. And I feel like they could have touched a broader audience by flashing in on some of those moments between the artists and the client interactions beyond just the artistic aspect. I was thinking about that just today because there were times when the producers would tell us like this stuff will not ever make it onto the show. Like we thought we would be filming and it would just be dragging on, especially on season three. We'd just be dragging on and on. And we're just like, don't you guys have enough yet? And they would eventually be like, no, we have zero. You've given us nothing. And and we're like, well, there was all the fart jokes between, you know, Jason Clay Dunn and, and his lesbian girlfriend, Jackie Jennings. And they're like, none of that's making it. Because we thought we're, we're, we'd be over cracking up laughing, right? Because like Jason Clay Dunn somehow ended up with a, a lesbian girlfriend, right? And, uh, and, 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 and between the two of them, I was bickering like an like a old couple in New York or something, an old Jewish couple in New York splitting a bagel. Like, uh, it was crazy. We were laughing the whole time. And they were just like, no, none of this will ever make it in. You are not. Because they're working, they're worried about offending the masses. Whereas those well, jokes. Nah, they, they don't like, they didn't, they're like, this isn't about comedy. This isn't the Comedy Central. But we're, the thing is, is that comedy, it was genuine. That wasn't staged. It was real life. It showed everybody was human. Right. Like, mm-hmm. nah, y'all want the knit and grit and what does look staged. So when you make your show, you're going to change it. You're going to give you know us what? the meat and potatoes instead of all the TV. icing. Kyle, I don't think I'm cut for TV. <laughs> like, I don't know. The world's moving on sometimes. <laughs> you, you definitely, you know. You, you definitely, you, you can catch the camera's eye. You can definitely catch the camera's eye. That's what I know. I'll be honest. If I did anything, um, I had talked with, you know, Epic John. Yep. I We had talked about him, us going on the Villain Arts Tour. And I have a couple other tours that I work with. Epic John from about, YouTube, right? Yeah. Epic, I had talked John with him. Mm-hmm. John John Tuzan. John Tuzan. It's hard but to say we, his last name. I say it like tw- um, like Christmas. I, it's not John. the way you, you spell it, but like uh, twas twas the night before Christmas or twas on the night before Christmas. That's how I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about doing a webisode series about like, say, when we go into Minneapolis and mm-hmm. me going in based off the way that I look, not just being heavily tattooed, but I do have a different aesthetic. We're going to call it that. Okay, and what aesthetic would you call it? I'm, put it put a name to that aesthetic for my viewers. I'm built like a porn star. <laughs> okay, all right, there you go. I'm a 36, <laughs> 26, 48. I mean, what else do you want me to say? I'm I'm built like an anime character. <laughs> so <laughs> off of, off of the anime character aesthetic and the usually pink hair. Have you changed? Uh, I know the hair. You know, I was in or I'm out. Bright red right now. Bright red. So, in, in, with, with that, walking in, what, are you talking about filming reactions or, or? No, we were we were talking about me actually going to like the local a lo- local mom and pop like restaurant, get footage of the convention, and go into like one of the mon- mon- <laughs> monuments or draws in the city, and basically right. just showing the real life interaction of. 
how the experience was, sit a camera in there that they don't know it's there, and to just see what it's like as us going into these cities and looking the way that we look, whether it be me looking like me or you looking like you or somebody that's heavy set, just to open up and broaden the perspective of the eyes of other people around them as far as how difficult our situations can be. Do you feel like Minneapolis is one of those places? They can be. It can it goes both ways. Because we'll walk into a place. I get stared at a lot. But then I also But even in Minneapolis? I find Minneapolis kind of pretty accepting now. Alabama places that I've been to down south and sometimes I really get some some stares my wife more than me because because they don't they're not used to seeing women tattooed i don't think i'll be honest the midwest and the south a little bit more but again it goes both ways because i'll walk into a place where i feel like i'm gonna be outcasted and then Mm -hmm. i'm taken care of beyond you know somebody that walks in with a suit and tie it goes both ways no i I do yeah both sides of it Sometimes, uh, sometimes you're treated like the the salt in their bland soup. Yep. Right. Like they're like, oh no, glad to have you. Come on in, redhead. A hundred percent. Crazy shock of of red hair streaking huh? through here with all your you with all you you go around with your cat, right? What's your cat's yes, name? Yes, we have two bit. Two bit, which is a hairless cat, and, and she's he, with you pretty much all the time. He is with and, me. Every show oh, except he. for I, I let go of him two weekends ago for the first time and traveled by myself. We're just not going to do that again. <laughs> was it rough for him or rough for you? It was actually very rough for me. Okay. Yep. He's staying with Electra this, the whole time or not? No, he was with Heather. Um, okay. Heather was at the house with him, but I'm just so used to having him around now that he's like my little toddler. Is Heather staying with you in Vegas then? I thought you, I thought she was staying in Philadelphia. No, Heather's Heather. actually with me in Vegas. Um, we awesome. just now uh, kind of made the announcement. She's starting her apprenticeship with me. Um, oh, a, yeah, a very her apprenticeship is going to be probably very informal to what others have had because I am on the road a lot. But I don't want her to just, she was just with me in Amarillo last weekend. And I sent her, it was nice enough, Matt Kramer, who owns Industry Inc. uh, I asked him to speak with her about how to read the ink ingredients labels um, for content purposes, as far as any of them, whether you use Eternal Fusion, it doesn't matter. But so you can read the contents of the ink bottle to know how to read it. All right. It'd be um, nice to know what's carrier and what isn't. Exactly. And he, he was nice enough to time out for, and then um, we talked about like light sources and just, I don't want her to just learn from me because I don't know everything. So like Kyle, if I can come up to you at a show and be like, Hey, can you, oh, yeah, give, you, you know, two I'll hours give you some free advice. Heather. You go ahead and just make sure you get paid for it. You cut me in on the end of it. Well, the thing, for me, like I told her, I don't want her to pay Hell, for she her got YouTube. They don't need apprenticeships no more. They got YouTube. It's different, though. <laughs> you know that, Kyle, just like I do. 
Yes, and we care. We care about Heather. Uh, yeah, learning, her, so you don't ever have to can... work for me. I don't want to make a dime off of you. I just want you to find your way. I'll give you your fundamentals, help you on the business end, customer service, and just go out there and do your best. I don't think money you... means nothing. Are you working in Vegas then as well, or are I'm you still just full time? Uh... Full time on the tour. I'm slated for. 30, I have 34 more shows this year. So it makes it really hard flying in, flying out. I have oh, my shit. resident guest spots. Um, next year, I'm settling down. This is my last year. It's year 10 on the tour. And then hopefully um, me and my guy that I'm dating, I can tattoo and be done at like five o'clock as much as I love what I do and cook dinner and kind of have the balance of both worlds again. You're going to go get a white picket fence and 2.1 children. Well, he's got, he's got three and I've got one, two of ours are grown. So like, I'll be honest, I was a wife and a mom first. And as much as I love tattooing and I love the industry, I love the, I, I would like to balance it out. to like to have somebody to share my space with and my time. Like I miss oh. that. Right. Um, and 34 shows in a year doesn't leave much time, especially no, I mean, so. when we're talking about traveling. It can take two days sometimes to get you a show. Do you 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 fly in everywhere? I normally fly in on Thursdays, fly out on Mondays. But then like this year, I have six or seven shows that are four day shows. Two of them are, are in Alaska. And when I'm okay. in Alaska, I'll overbook. I'll overbook my really Monday and Tuesday. So, so you stay over to, to, to work. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot. And now that I, I used to work seven days a week, fly out from the shop, fly back into the shop when I was in New York. And I don't feel like my clients were getting the best out of me. So now I fly out on Thursday, fly back in on Monday. Tuesdays are consultations. Wednesdays, I'm doing all my line drawings, um, going over any artwork. Thursdays, I'm in an airplane all day, set up at the show. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, tattooing my ass off. And Kyle, you know, just like I know, at a convention, we may do two weeks worth of work of what one artist does in their shop in two That's, weeks. Yeah, it, it, there's there's some truth to that. People seem to be able to sit better. They, they come more prepared. And then I think it's because they don't want to get embarrassed looking like pussies in front of everybody else. <laughs> sometimes sometimes they don't care a bit <laughs> i actually just started a collaboration with matt kramer uh on sunday she sat we did i did a piece on her forearm that took me four hours on saturday and on sunday she sat from we got the stencil on at 11 30 and mm. got done with her at 8 30 and she's got another probably four hours to go and it was on her, her sternum, under her boobs, a neo-trad oh, lantern and two roses. And she sat like a rock. You and, you and Matt both working at the same time, or are you taking well, turns we, yourselves? We, we switched it off just because of the placement. I feel like if it was somewhere more stationary, we could have got away with it. Right. Um, but uh, I'll actually finish her up at, at the Villain Art Show in Denver. So you I feel like... When I when I have somebody when I do a collaboration, I've only done a few, but I always feel like they go quicker. Uh, 
like because you're almost you don't get tired you know you're like when you get back to sitting on tattoo even if it was the same amount of time you know what i mean like four hours or something like that you can get six seven hours done in four yeah because every time you sit down you're like all right i want i've been waiting i've been waiting to go well and that was the biggest thing some of the other artists in the room was like crystal you're not going to tattoo while you're taking your break i'm like Absolutely not. I wanted to split the tattoo up. So instead of me tattooing her nine hours straight, I could take those breaks and eat, go smoke a cigarette, stretch out, take a 30 minute nap if I need to. So that way, when I got back on the piece, I'm fresh and clear versus it's not about the money. If it was about the money, I would have took 10 bangers that day and been done. I wouldn't know there's something I called uh, and I did it. I was the worst for it. I used to call this Klingon head. I used to have a problem with portraits. I would do Klingon head, forehead. <laughs> Every single time I would do so much work, I would put my whole, I, and before I would take a break, I would always get up to just, just right where the eyebrows were, you know? So it looked like as soon as you had that little bit of the eye was done and all that, you know, like oh, all the face, everything's there. Cool. And then you would go and you'd take a break and you'd come back and you were just so beat. Yeah. And, and then, then you didn't, it's just like everything was lost on the forehead. You're like, how is it hard to do a forehead? There's like nothing here, but somehow I've made it over detailed. And, and I think it, it was me not knowing about the times to take a break at the chin and then take a break at the nose and then take a break over the eyes. And now you have a final piece. So just say, I could never trust the process enough. And you know what I mean? I hadn't gone through it enough to trust it until I saw the eyes to say, okay, I can break but because of that, I would, I would be done. Yeah. I, I applaud any portrait artist because I can't, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I can't sit there for nine hours, five hours. Like I'm going to piss my pants. What if I give their mom a, like a mustache or their nose <laughs> is crooked like well, it, it's easier nowadays you can just blame it on them because guaranteed they're texting so just <laughs> i just wait i just wait till somebody texts them i have fucked up something at the very beginning of the tattoo you know <laughs> it looked crazy the whole time i'm tattooing i'm just waiting then that text comes in and they move and i'm like oops <laughs> like, what? what'd you do did you mess it up i'm like no 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 you moved uh, you messed, you up. messed it up <laughs> yeah you Fucked up your grandma's eye, man. She's we're gonna make a pirate. We're gonna put an eye patch on her. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can do a lot with tattoos on the face. Does she, does she like rap? You know, does she like Nipsey Hustle. Can we put a bunch of that on him? What, what's the uh, the mellow kid? We're gonna give her a CS. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a CS on it. Yeah, or a clown stripe. <laughs> listen, listen, everybody's in the Day of the Dead now. We're just going to Day of the Dead, your grandma's portrait. There you go. Good. We're good. Yeah, portraits aren't for me. Like, But yet I can do single needlework, no problem. It's just everybody has their strong suit. For me, it's just like, uh, I'll leave that to you who's think, good at it. You think it's uh, more about what they're passionate about or what they just, they're just naturally good at? I mean, to be honest... I started as like a grinder on the floor, a hustler. I was the Pinterest queen. No shame in it. No um, shame in the Pinterest game. Don't get I, me I'll, wrong. I do a clean ass fucking Pinterest tattoo. I'll but copy I that right off your page. You know what? Don't even send me the file. Listen, I'm just going to take a picture of it with my iPad. 
Now, see, that I won't do. I will redraw it out. You know what I'm saying? But oh, uh, I mean, yeah. But but that's I don't know. I like sending me the file now. Nowadays, I'm not even worried about it because I know. Oh I'm yeah, you don't even have to go that far. Bit, you know. But yes, go but, on. I'm sorry, Pinterest queen. But I think it's once you you get to a certain part in your career, you just your ethical it starts kicking in either you're you know you got it or if you don't you know to send them to somebody who does right and that's that's kind of where I, i'm at and for the most part the people that we travel with are the same way like yo oh no you asked me for a portrait i'm like you're obviously only get trying to get tattooed by me because you're looking at my tits because if you looked at my portfolio ain't nothing in there no that even there. looks close <laughs> <laughs> your grandma ain't staring back at you from my portfolio <laughs> they might maybe grandma's deep in them cleavage maybe that's what they're thinking <laughs> grandma's but staring back from there i think a lot of it is passion but also you have people that may not like what they're doing but they know they're proficient in it so they stick with it and i can respect that too right yeah i don't I, I i i like I think I'm only good at wicked clowns. This, I think I'm not only good at wicked clown cover-ups. And you, no one wants wicked clowns on them except for juggalos. And but you see they, what I'm they getting. never got money. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is what we may love to do all the time. But what we love to do doesn't necessarily always pay the bills. And I try to explain right. to people. It's not that I hate doing an infinity symbol, but after you've done 750,000 of them, I would prefer to do something else. But again, it's not about what I want to do. And am I capable of doing that tattoo and making it a nice tattoo for them? Because it's not about me. Right, right. Now, do you, when do I you get do any other client, art besides tattooing where you um, get to satisfy what it, what is for you or? I've always, I've always sculpted. Um, I had put it down for several years and during the pandemic, I picked it back up. Um, I paint more watercolor. Um, I, I think acrylic I can, but it's kind of a boring medium for me. What do you do with it when you sculpt? What are you doing with sculpting? Um, what, what a lot of time I sculpt flowers. You can't sculpt flowers. <laughs> What do you, you mean you take clay and you turn it into flowers, you mean? Yes, you know what I meant. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, yeah, I guess I probably did. But, you know, I didn't at first because you know me. My brain don't work so hot. <laughs> so you take a big old lot, but you are just using clay, right? You're not using, um. there's different materials too. I use uh, clay. Just, just, well, sculpty is a clay. It's a form of clay. Um, okay. And then just normal sculpting tools. Like I'm not using any um, prefabricated molds, anything like that. Everything is by hand or with like my knives. All right, loops and knives. Right on. Mm -hmm. Do you do you ever? I, I've used those to carve pumpkins before. Have you ever used those for that? No. Pretty fun. Just saying. I don't know. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But you could. I mean, because you can get in and you can actually sculpt the pumpkin. You pull the hole orange away and then start making a straight up skull as opposed to, you know, pumpkin face, whatever. I've seen the dope, uh, the dope pump pumpkin sculptures. Have you seen the guys who do the ones with the wood and the chainsaws? 
No. Wood? It's wood, in and a, they use chainsaws. Not pumpkins, but wood. Okay, yeah, they sculpt the Oh, yeah. I'm like, how do you get that with a chainsaw? That yeah, we're in Michigan. We got that. <laughs> they got competitions for that stuff around here. You go to the craft to the craft store. There's there's always somebody out there messing around with his chainsaw. I made that bear right there out of stump in my yard. <laughs> cheap stuff. Uh, I mean, well, not cheap. We see it. We see it more often, especially if you go up to the UP or something here. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Have you ever watched them do it? Shit's yeah. just flying everywhere. There's a the. Manchester Convention in New Hampshire, I think it is. They actually do it outside the convention. Right on. Are you looking forward to Pittsburgh? I'm looking forward to it. You know what? I'm just glad that we're back on the road. Last year, I was glad to be back on the road, but this year seems like it's a little bit more, it's going to be a little bit more, hopefully, normal. Pittsburgh didn't get to go to last year, so I'm excited to be back. Yeah, they're taking restrictions are uh, are starting to be eased. I guess Omicron looks like we're going to be getting through it. People are going to be kind of acting normal, I think. I'm hoping. So good. I know I'm looking forward to it because because Piper's out there and and I I like that asshole. He's he's such an asshole. I'll be honest, I love his sarcasm. (laughs) I don't even know it's a sarcasm. He's just being a dick. (laughs) He's just he's witty. He's winning. I like it. <laughs> and the kid's, uh, what, he's like uh, nine foot seven or something, right? He's he's huge. Like, he's like, pro. he, he reminds me of a, like a WWF or a WWE wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He picked up a camera instead. It seems like, uh, maybe it's better. I mean, I guess you got a longer retirement and all that. You, you don't have to get a replacement hip. But because he, he photographs, you know, he photographs for National Geographic. Yeah. When he okay. like posts, yeah. like, um, did you see the eagle ones that he did? Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm like, the crazy part about that is I want to know how many tattoo artists you suppose this reference. <laughs> well, I want to know how many of them he, he gets mad at. He's like, dude, that was my reference. That's my I, I recognize my shit. Don't you think? Well, that was my reference. Or Credit maybe me on not Instagram at least. Do. A good job, but he's probably pissed <laughs> at the ones who do a bad job. Yeah, I wonder. I think he's probably getting paid enough that he's, he ain't worrying about it. That he doesn't care. Yeah, he's one of those. Uh, <laughs> keep, keep a. Uh, it doesn't matter what they're with what, what they say about you as long as you have a hot lady next to you. Didn't he just get married to that girl? You know what? I I'll be honest. I have really taken a break from social media, Kyle. Oh, me too. And I post what city I'm going to be in. And um, I started it really in the pandemic. It's, I I just, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) And when I am on social media, I'm looking at like Sphinx cats and cute clothes and dogs doing cute stuff and like animal video. Like I'm not, and I'm looking at tattoo photos. But I'll be honest. You ain't checking in on people's day-to-days. It's just, it's too much. Yeah, I can, I can definitely, uh, I'm I'm not so good with social media myself. I got to, I stay away. 
because I'm, I'm always drawn to the worst parts of it, you know, and then I'm feeding the part that I hate the most. That's kind of where I'm at. So it's just like, uh, I, I just backed up a little bit. I'm like, so I need excited? to live in re- real life, not. Well, what about the metaverse? That's going to come and change it all back back to using it again for you, right? You excited yeah. about the metaverse, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking. I don't. I don't know. Every, everybody's getting a holodeck on your in your house. You're going to be able. You know, it's going to be awesome. You're going to live inside of VR. People bump into the corners when they're walking down the street because they got headsets on everywhere. Things that on their eyes. Now and it drives me nuts. <laughs> Just the phone they're watching. Yeah, it's it's kind of disturbing, Kyle. Like, I imagine where, where is it worse? You're out there in Vegas, and you're just complaining about the drivers. Everybody texting. I'll be honest. Um, when I fly into the house, I leave the airport. I go to the gas station and grab my cigarettes for the amount of time I'm going to be home. My energy drinks. My groceries are delivered to me. Me and Heather venture out maybe once every other week to go on some type of quick adventure. Today was to the occult store in the dispensary. Occult but, store? What you guys getting at the at the at Satan's paradise there? Which what, what you uh, getting that's gonna pave the road to hell? I actually got a book on how to become a higher priestess. Um, <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be bringing them all to hell. No, I'm just. I'm trying to work on some things. Trying to be healthy. <laughs> okay. And the high priestess helps you, helps your health. No, but in that sense, it's 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 a self help book, basically on how to be a better woman. So, okay. Right from from a from a mystical crystal collector. Basically, that works though. You, your your name's Crystal. Did you mm-hmm. didn't buy any crystals? Are you into crystals? I actually have crystals over several doors in my house. Of course, <laughs> you would have to be. Your name's Crystal. I, I should have. I, I should have expected. Actually, I guess I did. I asked. Your wife you know, I, told me in Milwaukee last year. She was like, "You've all, I've always known you were a little witchy." <laughs> witchy woman. Would you ever go back on as a canvas on Ink Masters again? I'll be honest, knowing a lot of the Oh, artists, no, no, just just your normal reply. You don't have to be honest on our behalf. Make it interesting. <laughs> knowing three quarters of the artists that have been on the show and some of the circumstances that people had to film under, and even with my own experience, um, and it's not about the six-hour time allotment or the time allotment, but knowing some of the things that I know, absolutely not, because it's not conducive to getting the best work out of you guys. I mean, fun experience. Would you go on as a contestant? Now you're, now you're in a different place. I'll be honest. I turned them down twice. Really? Yes. Oh, Um, you should have talked to me. I would have told you to go on. No, the one was when they were doing the rivals, they wanted to pit me against Al. Um, Okay. And don't get me wrong, me and Al bump heads, but that is like my dad. And he gave me an opportunity when a lot of other people slammed the door in my face. And I know Al's colorblind and a lot of people don't know that. Um, no, I know that because he always thinks I'm black. I was like, no, dude, I'm white. I'm white, dude. 
He's like, why are we friends? You know, I don't like white people. I didn't tell you. Sorry. But uh, so I turned it down for that reason. And we all know I'm a I'm a firecracker. Like at any given second, we don't know what I'm going to say or do. So I just didn't want to be edited in a way that the soccer mom is scared to come to get tattooed by me or somebody who doesn't have tattoos sees me as some, oh, she's abrasive. It's already hard right. enough based on how I look and that I am a firecracker. That show, based on how it was, I feel like hurt a lot more of you guys than it ever would have helped. You know, there are a lot of us that uh, that have complaints. <laughs> I, I have some, but I'm, I mean, I think I finally come to a really good spot with it. You know, it really well, helped you me have an amazing but, personality and they showcase that and you're a dope artist, but what about the ones that they just went in there and vilified or there's no backstory on. So, yeah. you know, that they're great artists, but of course somebody had to lose, you know, um, a couple of them. I didn't, I didn't watch all these shows. Sometimes I would catch one. I remember I watched one. I think his name was Chris Vale. It wasn't Chris Vale. Chris Vale's from out of, out of Colorado. But there's a friend, there, there's a guy in there that got kicked off for doing this black and gray sphinx. It was like this gorgeous tattoo. And he was only on there for like two episodes. And I was looking through his portfolio. And uh, I'm looking and I'm thinking, this kid won. I mean, his portfolio is gorgeous. gorgeous. And then he tells me, like, he's like, yeah, it's kind of, I went home kind of early. I, I ended up watching that episode or at least seeing what he went home on. And I couldn't understand it. Same with uh, Gonzo, if I'm not mistaken, Gonzo, who, who has yeah. that line of, of black and gray ink uh, yeah. with with a I, I, he went home way earlier than he ever than anybody of his talent should have. And, and I, I don't know. Sometimes you do talk to people and um, it didn't turn out so good for him. I'd be curious how Joshua Hibber, he'd got to be, he's a good tattooer. So he's got to be doing good, but I wonder how it treated him in the industry. Cause he kind of came off, you know, real. Dickish. I'll be honest. Joshua is one of my favorites. And we actually had uh, kept in contact because um, during the one, when they were talking to me, casting about it, mm -hmm. they're like, well, who out of the past did you most identify with? And even though Al was my mentor, that's not who I identified with the most. I identify with Josh the most because he was, even mm -hmm. if he didn't, he admitted like he was a technical tattooer. And that's why I identified with him because he was witty. I'm the same way on the floor. I will talk you out of the, getting it on your ribs and getting it on your arm when you know you want it on your ribs just because I don't want to do it on your ribs. Yeah, no, he was he was amazing. He was a car salesman with that stuff, and he was well, one of the best. Proved, he proved that that I mean, he's proved he's good at oh, yeah. sales. Because how did that when when they do that? Did, did they coach you as a canvas in that kind of a scenario? Like, hey, these guys can do anything you want. So even if they tell you they can't do it, don't believe them. Did they tell you anything like that? Others have told me. For me, it was different because they knew I was already heavily affiliated with the industry, even though I wasn't an artist. Like I knew who right. Jimmy Litwalk was. Um, I was familiar with Tattoo Baby. Like certain people I had already met. Um, I already knew uh, Nunez. Peck, Oliver Peck, I didn't know. It was crazy because... Um, Where'd you know Nunez from? Uh, because I, I managed a lot of shops in Central Florida and he had actually offered me a job um, I opened 16 shops for my old boss back in the day. 
he offered me a job to come down and manage his shop in Miami when he opened it up in Wynwood when Wynwood wasn't even wow. Wynwood. Um, it's funny because like there are very few people that I know that even get along with him, but Al Fliction and now yourself. I'll be honest. I didn't say I get along with him. I said he offered me a job. Okay, right on. Well, yeah, I guess you, you, Never you're not working there. Disrespectful so. towards me, but I've seen some instances where he wasn't so nice to other people, and it's not just about how you treat me. Like I really don't want to work for somebody who has a reputation for. Then every time I'm like, oh, how do you work for that dick? I mean, I kind of get it now. Being Al's apprentice, they're like, you apprentice under Al, and I'm like, watch your words. <laughs> careful what watch, you say careful what you say because despite how you feel that man is like one of he's like a father him and freestyle alex they get a pass other people don't get freestyle so, alex you uh you work for him too so al was my original mentor that's who gave me my fundamentals and then freestyle alex is the one who put me on the tour full-time with him and i was with him for years and i'm still humble enough to go back in the booth with alex he's like hey chris you want to work this show with me i don't care about working a percentage doesn't mean anything i like still going back and tattooing beside him because i learned a lot from him like he gave me a lot of business skills and the ability to learn how to survive the tour. These artists, these new ones come in and think it's just easy. And I'm like, yo, and this is my 10th year going on the tour. I've watched this, this damn tour eat motherfuckers up and spit them out. Excuse my language. Yeah. Well, you can't, not everybody is one is not for everybody. And then two, not everybody is for it. Like you, you know, and, and Alex is definitely like, I see that when you get done with the show, we've, I've, we've talked, I've seen you got spreadsheets and shit. You take Somewhere. it to a whole nother level. You got spreadsheets and shit where you, you track your money and stuff. And you, you know how much Uncle Sam's going to have before he comes asking. To be know? honest with you, I have numbers <laughs> from every show from the first show that I've started. So I can look at my increase to see what I'm doing right or what I'm doing wrong. And to be honest, I hit my ceiling two years ago. So I hit my 10 year goal in eight years. So that's why this year is my last year. I'm going back next year for my PhD. I have, um, I have some other goals to do outside. Just get your PhD will, in. I actually, um, you're only one year away from getting a PhD. No, 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 no. Not one year. It's going to take me longer than that. Cause I'm still going to tattoo okay. full time, but I want to go in, um, clinical psychology. Everybody talks about tattoo therapy, but nobody in the industry has the degree to get any medical institution to come in and do the research. So if I can do that and see if then we can be accredited as therapists, as long as we go through and get the schooling, I might be, then we'll be getting before that. it gets done. I'll be but, getting that. Yes. Yes. We can get that uh, with social security money, helping grandma out with her drama. <laughs> grandma needs just, a new tattoo. It's, it's something that's been on my mind for a while. That's part of the reason why I started out traveling. So it gets my name out there and I'm known um, in June or in April for my birthday, I actually have one of the best SMP uh, artists flying to Vegas to give me a one-on-one -on -one master seminar for a week so I can start doing SMP. What's uh, SMP? Tattooing. It's a scalp micropigmentation, and so I can restore hairlines. Oh God! Right on. You're gonna be using that charcoal pigment. Who is it? That that Picasso kid or something like that, right? 
Um, I don't, I've looked at Picasso and Picasso is actually the one who is doing the seminar on me or with me. Right. Not um, Picasso from Ink Masters, but a different kid. Yeah. His name is Picasso in the S&P world. Um, right, yeah. But uh, my significant other asked, well, why don't you want to go into PMU? And I'm like, don't get me wrong. Which I is permanent to, makeup. Yeah. It's permanent makeup. That's what Candy does. I tattoo predominantly all women. I would like to focus one day a week. On Candy's old school. She does permanent cosmetics. <laughs> but she get what all I'm these, these new kids running around with their PMU. Ask me about my PMU. This girl had a shirt on that said, ask me about my PMU. And there ain't, you're like, no. <laughs> like, no. It sounds bad. I don't want to ask you about your PMU. I got to listen to some disease you caught or something. What? What is, would you raise the money for something? <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. But then, then is oh, I, I, Candy had explained it to me. I was like, I seen that shirt, PMU. She's like, it's permanent makeup. Like, that's stupid. I think Everything I thought it was is, is shorthanded now. But right. I figure it's another way that since they judge a book by a cover, I mean, would you rather get your hairline restored by a guy or would you rather look at some girl? Oh, yeah. some big titties right in your, cause yeah, they, you're, you're going to be doing their scalp. You could do it from the back. You could do it from the front. They're going to be staring right at that, that, that three foot of cleavage you got. So it's like, Hey, at least we <laughs> can make it a good time while we do it. I, I, I always imagined, like, for makeup, I never would want a guy to do my permanent makeup because if I was a girl, I'm saying, or I guess even if I was a guy who was getting permanent makeup, I would still want a girl to do it unless it was, like, some uh, transgender person who really knew how to put makeup on. But even then, you don't want to look like, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race every day of your life. You just go into Taco Bell. So, like, I want just a girl that knows makeup stuff, you know, because no guy knows makeup. I know a lot of guys that do permacosmetics and like they're doing it for the money. You know, none of them are doing it because they love women's faces and, and, and well, like, makeup. For me, know? I don't I've watched Candy do eyeliner and I'm like, she does phenomenal. But even though I'd use small needles, I'm like, yo. Yeah, that eyeball is going to move. And then I'm going to end up with a black line on their cheek. And then oh, I'm going to have to pay for them to get laser. It's just going to go bad. But I'm like, <laughs> I can't go wrong doing some guy's hairline. Like, Right. Well, you could just be like, dude, how do you feel about tribal? <laughs> it's a little bit too dark right there. But, you know, dude, we could make it look like you got a tribal armband underneath your head scalp tattoo. That's what that's what we need to do. Partially obscured tattoos inside of the hairline, so it looks like you got a hairline, and it looks like also you have your bald head tattooed. Did you? I could do both. Yeah, I know. Like all we have to do is a shitty version of a tattoo. Just put it in with all gray wash, and then you can stipple over top of it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I've looked at the. Um, maybe when I get older, but then I guess I would. I would be worried that actually when I get older, I won't be able to make dots as good. Like, like I'll need more technical, you know, my wrist, when my wrist starts to give out and my eyes start to give out more, that's when I think I'd be ready to do hairlines on people be like, all right, that's now it's the time. Let's, let's dot your hairline in. For, I don't know. I tattoo, like I said, I tattoo a lot of women and I don't necessarily view tattooing. Kyle is rambunctious and, everything that I am like a lot of my clients, we have like close 
conversations because I tattoo predominantly women. But I feel like like there's going to be a gratification when you I see that guy look in the mirror and be like, yo, I don't have to wear my hat. Right. You kind of get what I'm saying? It's no, no different I do. than like when you I cover do. My a dad star up for somebody. wore a hat every day of his life. Like he didn't like to go in places where they made him take his hat off because he was so scared of his bald. Or he didn't like having a bald head, I guess. Me, I never. Tattoo, I'm getting people, one, so. Maybe, maybe maybe I'll be coming to see you. I'll get I'll be your practice dummy. I, well, I'm gonna recruit <laughs> like 20 artists before I start, and just to do like, what? Hey, to, I need, to do I'm their headlines. Need like 20 heads. Oh, I need to, I don't want to mess up. I've never wanted to do it though because uh, I, I when I go bald enough, two things. Here's what's happening. I go bald. I'm gonna be buff as shit. Kyle <laughs> is starting a a testosterone cycle as soon as I am bald. I'm going to be, I'm going to look like, like you do with you, all your circles everywhere, except they're going to be in my arms, my chest. All right. You so like, so like your butt going to be my chest. And then, then your, your, your titty's going to be my biceps, like that size. But that's because when I do testosterone all my hair falls up. So when but it finally your goes hair out though. Is and, good right now. You're like, you're right, it's, it's fair. We're, you must be short enough. If, if you're short, you don't see it unless I'm bending over. I see it every time I take a picture now. They, like a highlight goes on them can lights that were always underneath that make it make our tattoos look so nasty anyways. They make uh, my hairline look even worse. <laughs> so I know what it like. It would actually help to have dots underneath there because it would knock down the, the shine from yeah. the lights. However, I want to get some kind of Jimmy Calkins stuff or something like that on my head. I was, I, I actually, I wanted to get James Fawn to do something on my head, but all these Chinese uh, or, uh, you know, Japanese tattoos that I see on the head, they, they always have this outline. I don't know. It kind of comes off as funny to me. I'm scared of having like a, a head that from a distance looks like a leaf cabbage or something, you know? Have you heard from James? How's he doing since he had COVID? I have not talked. I've talked to him while he was in his recovery for it. I haven't talked to him since he's been healed up. I think I should probably try and get him on here and see what he's I'll be into. honest. I miss that, that funny son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. That yeah, is one James person is... in the damn room I wish would come back. Because, boy, he might <laughs> lie to any moment. And his that's who you need on your podcast. I think the funnest thing that I've gotten out of Ink Messenger has been a relationship with both James Vaughn and Al Fliction. And possibly, <laughs> possibly the most rewarding in some kind of weird way too. Like I, if it wasn't for knowing Al Fliction, I would have never gotten a tattoo on, uh, on the ocean, you know? And so there's some kind of even monetary reward from that. And then James just helped me out with a lot of shit. Even just, even J James is so good. Even just with that's y'all shit. Like, like, like keeping your his nose out of stuff. You're like, James, how do you keep your days? Oh, that's the essay shit. Yeah, I remember somebody was mad at him for talking to somebody that they was also mad at or something, you know, and they're like, oh, you were talking. He was like, motherfucker, that's y'all shit. You know, I don't give a fuck James about y'all shit. James helped me a lot with composition, and I still struggle a lot with composition. But yeah. he, did, James and he didn't it. have to do that. He just took time out of his weekend one weekend and I just asked him and he just, he broke it down for me. And I'm like, you explained it like you explained it to a kindergarten. And that's the only reason why I understand the way right. he broke it down to me. 
real fucking simple. And, and then when you hear it like that, you're like, it's too simple to be true because if it was that simple, I would have known this a long time ago. Right. A hundred percent. He's done very similar. I remember once he was explaining, I man, I'll give away a little bit of a secret right now for one of the things he was drawing a, a tiger on this guy. And you know where I was wondering how he gets his tattoos done so quick. Like he'll do a whole arm sleeve in six hours. You know, I don't get like, it, and I still will never get it. Well, one of the tricks he showed me—I mean, he's got several tricks. One of them was just the way he drew it. He was like, he drew this tiger full body on the guy, and then he was like, they looked at the tattoo of the full body tiger, and he's like, oh, I don't want to be fucking tattooing down there around the elbow. I'm gonna have to put some water in there. Fucking water. so there's some water there and you're like well that made sense now he doesn't have to tattoo the elbow there's water he started out with the full body and they just started covering up pieces you know and then when he covered it up he also pointed out he's like i just took two hours off that tattoo kyle by putting water there and then he's like i don't want to do this shit up over here wind bars you know Uh, oh my god started making sense now i look for those same kind of things now yes oh yeah it's pretty crazy. He literally does not pick up his liner until there is no ink left in it. Like he'll run a line <laughs> from the shoulder all the way to the to the wrist. If there's the, and I'm like, yo, that is dope. I wish I could do that. I don't have enough confidence to. And then he won't wipe that either. He yeah. won't like everybody wipes so they can see the stencil underneath. It's like, I, I don't not. know what it looks like. Mm-mm. And then he'll, I like it when he'll leave somebody out, he'll do their whole back or something with the lines and he won't have wiped it one time. It's just all this line work of looking crap out, looking, uh, you know, with ink puddles that have dried in that area. And he'll go ahead and send that guy off to have a cigarette or something. He's walking around with his tattoo, like have, have congealed blood, black, uh, ink but the crazy over thing him. is, his work heals dope. So whatever he's doing, oh, yeah. he's done it right. Well, then the guy will come back, you know, wash it up, and you'll see all the line work. You're like, oh, well, that, that, there it is. Yeah, it fucking makes sense. Yeah, and he's actually, right before he got COVID, I think he really, I think he was going on Ink Master again or something. He turned it up. Like, he brought his tattoos to another level, too, honestly. He said, I think he started paying just a little bit more attention to his line work and, and varying the different line weights. Because he said he went on Ink Master as a coach or something. He's like, these kids, they fucking make us look like old grandpas. It's like they they know so much shit. I feel like I'm between generations of old school tattooers into the, I'll say, evolution of the kids who call themselves tattoo artists and they don't even know what the word tattooer means. I kind of feel like I'm in the middle. But the crazy part is... um, Because I'm still built on the old school values and principles, but I have the mindset of the elevation, like the rotaries and the medical industries getting involved. I like seeing the progression. The fact that Uh, I can go to Caesar's Palace and there's a sneaker store with a tattoo shop in it in a shop right next to a Louis Vuitton store. Like, I like the fact that we're progressing as an industry, but I still feel like if you get fired from the shop a mile down the street you sh- you shouldn't be able to go work at the shop a mile down the street because you stole from the owner <laughs> right or i do one right. two hour tattoo a day so my books are closed no that's some tattoo artist shit that that's like no 
Oh, come on, that's man. Don't of, be hating. That's my whole lifestyle. <laughs> you trying to make me work? That's where I don't like it. That's where I feel like the ego is there. But I tell as you, far I as- am not about this grind lifestyle. I'm not about this hustle. I just want to sit down, chill, like relax. Everybody want to work so hard. I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I, I work I ain't working next today. to you on fucking weekends and you do work hard. Oh yeah, on weekends <laughs> when I when I got to only because I've been being so lazy. That's why I really you see me when I'm not being lazy. That's what it is. I take lazy, I turn it up to twelve. You know so I'm when I work, about. I got it. <laughs> when I, I work, I got to turn it to twenty. Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, or Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I'm talking about the ones who literally have one three RP scheduled a day, and say right, their books yeah. are closed for a year. Right, just for bragging value almost. Yeah, like, okay, let me see your books and then I'll tell you if your book should be closed. Right. I I can't even, I don't even like that. Like, you guys do a lot more. Like, I I don't want to know exactly what it's going to be tomorrow that I tattoo, you know? I mean, I get that it's nice to know, but if it's more than two weeks advance, honestly, that's, that's hard for me to contemplate being tied down to a schedule that much well not only that like look what happened with covid and jimmy litwalk and joe joe cap they always told me uh jimmy has always been two weeks in advance and i think joe cap didn't go more than 30 days in advance it might be two weeks as well if i'm not mistaken but the thing is is look what happened with covid you had some of these artists who were booked out six months to a year in advance and then because of covid the world shut down half of them couldn't afford to give their clients a refund back when it was a national or a worldwide emergency right like right. half the people don't know what they're going to do tomorrow let alone 3 months from now did you take a look for the risk generally that's so, me Generally, I'm traveling. I don't allow my clients to send me a deposit more than 30 days in advance. They can talk to me about it. I'll mark them on the books, but I don't want your money more than 30 days in advance. Right. Just to save yourself that headache in the, in the end, when you might have to refund or oh, no, people treat a- you like a bank ever where they're like, uh, Oh, by the way, I mean, I did give you that deposit and I understood it was non-refundable. However, and then they lay some excuse about grandma getting cancer on you. Um, B26. Give me one second, Kyle. I'm picking out my colors. Okay. <laughs> I want um, matte black again, baby. Crystal is getting her nails done. Uh, <laughs> again, because of because of my poor job time scheduling and it's realizing that she has a sunshine out there. We lost the sun so long ago here. I think I've been four hours without it here in Michigan. Crystal, but, but if she's going to take about- the blame, I'll t- I-, I appreciate it. You mm-hmm. asked about people asking, like a bank asking for the deposits back. I'll be honest. Um, so two weekends ago, I had a client schedule with me. It's when Dallas had the storm. I was going into Cleburne, Texas. And I showed some compassion because they said they had a change of plans due to the weather. And so I refunded <laughs> them their deposit and I looked <laughs> they over. They didn't know what to do because of the weather. Like, holy shit, it's snowing. I need to cancel my tattoo appointment. Well, and fair enough, because, you know, they were driving in four hours to get tattooed. Okay. Right. Um, normally, I don't refund deposits. And the one time, even with COVID, I'm like, yo, you knew what you were supposed to do, that you shouldn't have been out and about before your appointment. 
Um, okay, right. The one time I showed some leniency, they price shopped with another artist, and I gave them, I think, a very fair price. It would have been a two-day project, um, $200 an hour, nothing crazy. I think that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. And they said it was because of the, the weather. Another artist in the show quoted them $125 an hour. I'll be honest, I was a little upset. But the artist actually um, got walked off the floor without me even saying anything once they were uh, done with the client. Why? What happened? Because they took on a piece that they shouldn't have done. And oh, the, show they- promoter, the show promoter actually saw it and was very upset about the quality of work that was done. Oh. And didn't even know that I was the artist that originally booked the appointment. Um, right. They just, somebody got more... That'll happen sometimes. Monetary aspect of things versus right. um, should whether I whether or not they could do it. Yeah, and for me, I turn off hand off pieces all the time. Like it took right. me a while. I wouldn't say to get where I'm at, but you learn enough in the beginning of your career with trial and error to know is it really worth me putting my name in the ground for this extra couple hundred bucks? Right. So I'm like, dude, you killed your career over something you should have just let go. Can't come back to that show again. Possibly, this, obviously shouldn't have been there if he was making choices like that. Well, the crazy part is, is this other, the other pieces, he's a phenomenal realism artist, but it was an illustrated right. piece that wanted to be done. And that's just like, I don't do a lot of realism. I'll do like realistic flowers, but I do line work based design. So again, if somebody comes up and says, Hey, Crystal, I want this portrait or I want a realistic, whatever I'm letting that shit go to somebody else because last thing I want to do is embarrass myself. Right. Yep. We're only human. You know what I'm saying? We all have stuff that is stronger than others, but I'm just like, yo, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> like, this artist, obviously, I feel some, I don't know. I, I know it's happened to me enough times at a show. I don't know that I've ever gotten too hot about it, though. I know other artists have, but it never bothered me too much because it's always one of those kind of got what you, what you, you know, deserve. That's the thing. I wasn't mad at the artist at all. I was laughing about the client because right. I was like, Yo, you got what the fuck you deserved. Dumbass, <laughs> and, and and like that they, they were all. I'm betting. I know how it's been because you know we know everybody at these shows. But this Not is everybody. the thing about it is the but we're gonna the get around. Was actually happy with the tattoo. Oh, the, oh wow! <laughs> Even though it looked like such butt ass hell. Look, it was Look. there was the eyes on this damn illustrated girl looked like she had been on meth and probably awake a week. <laughs> She was wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was bad. It was One bad. of the biggest meth pictures. It was Looks like she'd been there for three weeks on the streets. Huh? Yeah, I, 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 I had one guy I remember. I was working a tattoo out for him, and he wanted – he kept really wrestling. Actually, he was in Pittsburgh. He kept wrestling with me about the, the price. I told him, no, I can't, I will not. He wanted, he was like, I'm going to, I want it to be this big. And I'm like, it can't be. There's cover-ups and all that. I got it. I know how much time he ended up getting it done by another artist, what he wanted. Uh (laughs) And it looks so bad. And and of course I go over and I'm friends with the other artist. 
But the other artist, he was just making his money. And the guy was sitting there, I beat him down on both price. Sometimes people don't realize when it's like they seem to think the negotiation is is done after the product is already there. Like, because we're looking at the product imagined, like they're showing you the tattoo. And like, can you do this for 600? And you're like, yeah, I can do that for 600. I can do a version of that. For 600. It ain't going to be that. That's a, that's a $1,200 tattoo right there. Yeah. But I'll, I'll get $600 out of you. And that's what that guy ended up getting. You know, it was one of them where the guy told him he could. I was yeah. like, you're not going to get the quality that you, he brought that picture too. It's like, you know, Nico Hurtado, beautiful piece that the guy brought to show you. And then, then he brings it to me. I tell him how much it'd be. And I'd already worked on him. Yeah. I worked on him the day before. And uh, we did this, this cover up that was, you know, man, it was pretty awesome. I couldn't wait to finish it up. But then he wanted the other part to be covered up below that. And so one, I have this really cool looking tattoo. And then he's got this other cover up that the guy fit in. It looks so bad. It's like, it's like oh, it, uh-oh. Yeah, and nowhere to go now too, because you know what I mean? Like there's, because you've already, now you've done that cover up on top of the cover up or on top of the crap work. So you did a crap cover up on top of the cover up and you can't, you know, the only thing to do now is set a laser appointment. Yeah. Cause you're out of, op- at that point you're out of options. Yeah. Or pier- piercer arm. I don't know what else we're calling it. The black uh, doe arm. That is definitely <laughs> piercer arm. Where you're just like, or maybe we need to call it the chalkboard because it's like you just need to erase that one and start all over the chalkboard. I'll be honest, I want to do blackout a blackout. Have you seen the blackouts that got like the really nice floral in between the black work? I've seen some cool stuff, I'll admit. I, I don't know that do I've seen like it heal. Not full black work, but but there's a few of them doing it. But you know, here's my thought on it. Like if you get black work, you cannot go out in the sun ever again. Like how doesn't it's gonna attract you're gonna be so hot. I don't when go, you go out in the sun. sun anyways. I'm like a vampire. <laughs> okay. The sun is I, not I, my friend. We only get sun four months out of the year. There you, you can I gotta do some fishing or swimming or something. I already got a tribal back piece that I've never opted to get re black because it's like well, one, it's tribal back piece. Who the fuck needs tribal back piece? But uh, two is like, I don't need it to draw any more heat, you know? It's hot. Have you seen the new that. black derm? Uh, for what? Santa derm that's black, so it, it blocks out the sun too? It's crazy. I actually use it. But I, like I tell my clients, do me a favor. Don't go holding your hand driving out the window with this stuff on because I'm pretty sure that's not, that's to remind you not to have your arm in the sun because I'm pretty sure that will melt into the skin. I'm just oh. I'm probably not going to use that in the summertime. I'm a little well, I didn't think about of that. having a, a client that may not be so bright. Because right. I would be like that. Like, oh, yeah, arm out the window. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, hot. Yeah, no problem. Oh, shit. I have to go to the ER because now my derm is melted in my skin because it's black. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, because it's vinyl. <laughs> so it's got a, a melting point before At some flame. point. Yes. If you got so, 200 degrees or something out there, you might, depending on how long. Yeah. And they're going to go to the beach and just think it's great. Yeah, Until they realize it. now they can't peel it off without peeling off the top layer of their skin. But hey, 
you gonna try and go on the on the boat uh tattoo on virgin voyage i'll be honest i don't did you um you met my significant other the guy that i'm i'm dating i don't know that we did we meet i know that i saw a picture of him i think we've met before like we did a tattoo convention together me and him see i didn't know that um i thought we did i thought you told me that we did like some uh like jackie rubinos or something like that on the the east coast prior to because he's okay he's done smaller shows invitational shows only um but he got the invitation to go on the ship um i've always been very fond of jackie behind the scenes um business-wise yeah like um she's given me a lot of life advice over the years but he got invited to go on the ship. So um, we were going to talk to them about us going on together. But I kind of think how like Leilani and Candy got to go on the ship as just significant others. I think I kind of just want to do that. And he can work and I'll help him where he needs to. Like right. I made the decision. I'm going to Hell City this year as a girlfriend and not as a tattoo artist. I'm kind of excited about that. Like, I don't I couldn't take it. I don't I know even how be on that ship work. without if I didn't have the need to be there or if I did, it would have felt weird just trying to I don't, I don't know that I could have relaxed in that well, very relaxing environment if I didn't have something to do besides relax. Well, that's you know, that's kind of our, our element, you know, what I'm saying out and about and tattooing. So for me, I want to see as much as I kind of want to shift to this. I still will tattoo, but domesticate myself again. It's kind of like. <laughs> Free training. Can I walk into a room of tattoo artists and just and not tattoo or wife and not spaz out and feel like I'm losing my mind? So I kind of feel like yeah, I'm doing good luck with that. I'm training. <laughs> like I'm stepping out from the spotlight. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 I guess it's it's something to look forward to somewhat. Seems like most people are always trying to go the opposite way with their career, but if you've if you've if you've hit that what you said uh, your goal out to be, I guess that's where you're at. Now you can fall back in love and, and enjoy retirement early, huh? You're like a firefighter. But I still want a tattoo. But I've seen the world. I don't like. I've my average trips around the world. I think the, before the pandemic, I was at five and six times that I went around the world. Like I've made amazing friends in everywhere around the world, you know, traveling. I've had dope experiences. These are things that some artists wouldn't get to experience or people rather at 50, 60, 70 years old. So it's like, I was able to experience that in 10 years because I was single again and my son is grown. It's like, okay, I got all that out of my system. Nah, I think I want to just find somebody to, oh, we can tattoo alongside one another and get old. All right. I'm cool with that. <laughs> you guys going to get one of the mom and pop shops where you can live above it. It's just like out on New Orleans, out in uh, French Quarter or something. I don't, he owns his own shop in West Virginia. He's been there some time. Um, he's the only artist in a shop and he's got more than one station. So, uh, you're used to the East Coast too, West Virginia. Virgi- would you say West Virginia or Virginia? 
he's in West Virginia. I'm actually born and raised in Indiana, but then I'm an East Coaster, you know, up and down the East since 2000. So if it works out with with him, I feel like, yo, I hit the trifecta right there. Like, that's the goose that laid the golden egg. (laughs) Right. And then he's going to get you. Now now he wins all the arguments, too. You got to be careful of that one. Put all your all your hens in one basket. And I don't know. I guess that's what you do. But yeah, he's like, wait a second. We're broke up. You're kicked out of the house and you're fired. Well, this is the thing. I don't think, especially in the beginning, I would want to have separate residences. Right. And like we've had the talk, even if we would move in together, I would still need a guest bedroom because I'm weird. I have insomnia and I still I'm kind of old school with certain things. Like, even though you and Candy do shows together um, and you guys, your guys, like your guys' relationship is awesome, but I still see Candy, Kyle, and then I see Candy and Kyle. If you get what I'm saying. So it's like, now that I'm at a different place in my life and I look at the marriage I had before, which was, we were together 18 years, married 15. I'm like, oh, now I realize why that shit didn't work. I didn't have the tools to make it work. Whereas now it's not about making it easy. It's about, oh, I hate you for three weeks, but I can hate you for three weeks and still want to cook you dinner and not want to throw you out the window. (laughs) What do you you mean you would you would hate them? No, I'm saying if we you you didn't have the right tools to not. I don't follow, I guess. Well, I'm saying like in my first marriage, I didn't have the right tools to. Have the longevity in the long run, if that makes sense. Like, I think, but but then you're saying that the what you have now you you need you didn't, but I think that what I'm I got me stuck on I guess was that you prefaced something about uh, Candy and I are there's Kyle and Candy then there's Kyle and then there's also Candy. Were you before then in the relationship there wasn't a you it was just the relationship you that's two exactly or it's okay. exactly what it was prior to I lost myself in my marriage so that's right. why. I, it would never work. And then I became a possession and not a person. So it, which is the big problem with getting names tattooed on you too. Once you become a possession, that relationship's done. I won't do it. I'm like, no, no. I actually did it on my God sister when she got married to her husband. I'm like, yo, I will not cover this for you. You're going to come back in. And two weeks later after they got married, sure enough. And I'm Uh -uh. like, I told you you it was a death sentence. Like it is. It is. But, it yeah. changes changes the relationship. People don't even realize how much. And so it's it's such a small change that it's actually this huge change, and it just creates a fracture that eventually is going to, you know, shake it's that thing to the ground. The universe that you're just not supposed to do that. <laughs> nope. Nope. But I feel like I'm a home wrecker after all the relationships I've destroyed by giving people the tattoos that they wanted, you know? And then they oh, yeah. I, I remember there was this one uh, lesbian couple that used to always make fun of me because I I told everybody back in the day, I was, I, I was, you know, I was just like, all right, you're making a mistake, you know? And she got this girl's name on her eight times. Oh, my God. Uh, Jesus. That wasn't the end of it. And then she got her portrait on her uh, calf. And then two weeks later, she was fucking a dude. <laughs> well, then you get him on the other calf, and then you just... <laughs> the now you got the thrumple. 
<laughs> now you're a thruple. Yeah, they was it, it was crazy. I mean, she never got. I told her, uh, I didn't tell her I wouldn't cover them up. I used to always just laugh at her and be like, yeah, one of these days I'm going to be covering these up. She's like, oh, you never are. That's what you said on the first one. That's what you said on the second one. That's what you said on the third one. That's what you said on the fourth one, fifth one, sixth one. That's what you said on the porch. Oh, we're covering it up now, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I went to somebody else. She didn't have, she, she didn't have the, uh, she's too embarrassed to be seen in my shop after that. I had to hear about it from somebody else. <laughs> Her and Charlie ain't together no more. Well. To get something that represents that person, like eh, even just names. That period. Makes more sense. Line work, but I'm just like, yeah, we might not want to do this. What do they? Uh, when you start talking them out of it, how do they? To me, they always say that. One, there's always the same shit that gets said. Um, so is there like routine when you're like, no, I don't think you should do that. It's a curse. What do they start to say? How do they convince you that you're wrong? It's not even they're trying to convince us are wrong. They're like, do you want our money or not? And I'm just like, okay. now that you put it like that, no, nah, really not. Oh, like, really? Now that you put it like that, I'd be like, yeah, let's fuck your life up. You know, I don't give a fuck. Now you make a rude session. I'm gonna laugh my ass off. Omaha a name, but I sat her down and I told her to sit still three times within 90 seconds to put her stencil on, and she couldn't. I politely handed her stencil, handed her two hundred dollars, and said, "You know what? I'm not the artist for you, but I'm sure there's somebody in the room who's willing to stab themselves in the hand." Yeah. And sometimes you got to walk away from the tattoo just to let them know that you're the right one for it. Because when I stab myself in the hand, then I'm going to punch her in the face. And in reality, I need to be mad at myself because I didn't take control of the situation. So right. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to let somebody else stab themselves. I just don't feel like doing that today because I'm already irritated and I don't want to hit her in her eye. You know, and sometimes you do that. They're going to go and sit like a rock for someone else because they're so scared. Well, of, you know, going through that, that again. She had five people with her that I said needed to walk on. And she was, right. just, she was I, I really don't tattoo a lot of younger clients anymore. My average client is probably be between the ages of, it's still younger, but I would say 27 and up. Most of mine are 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, but she was younger. She had another small tattoo. She was 22 years old. And like I told her, I'm all fun and games until we start the process. And at that point, you, yes, you're going to look still. So if I tell you three times in 90 seconds, I need you to sit still so I can line this symmetrical tattoo up on your however you want to do it, baby. The black mat. Okay, I'll do black mat. Okay. Um, but if in 90 seconds I'm trying to align something up and you can't sit still, you're worried about talking to your friend still that I already sent out to leave, then you're not gonna follow directions while I'm tattooing you, and you're gonna end up either a cause me to stab myself or your tattoo is going to look like shit. And then you're going to run around and tell everybody I did it because you couldn't sit right. still. Yep. Yep. Then okay. no one ever carries their excuse when they're, when they're looking at the tattoo, even though like, you know, that when you're having the conversation, you're like, well, I don't think you should do that because whatever X, Y, Z, 
You know, you got your reasons. You've been doing this more, you know, long enough that, you know, you fucking here's why I don't think you should do that. It can be bad because of this. And then, you know, that person's going and showing it off. And now it's messed up in that same spot that you told them X, Y, Z. And they all look at it and they're like, I don't know, man. I think that I don't know. I wish you wouldn't have done, you know, X, Y, (laughs) Z. Yeah. And they never say I made him do it. You know, the other person's looking at it. And they have the bad tattoo. And they fault themselves like, no, my skin's just bad. The red didn't hold. And I'm like, no, yeah, sure. honest, I don't think your artists knew what they were doing because. Right. Uh, Sounds like you're. Days three you're, inches off your arm. <laughs> sometimes. And they're so. No, I don't hold. I don't. It's just blue is not my color, I guess. You know, <laughs> blue is not your artist color. He turned you into hamburger trying to get that shit in your skin right there. He needs a different ink. He needs a different approach. I don't know what happened. How much that like clients really don't know, but they want to know, but they don't. You know, I find the same with Saniderm too. People will think that they're, yeah, they'll tell their clients that, you know, uh, or or they'll tell me I'll never use Saniderm again. I kept having allergic reactions. And you're like, you didn't have an allergic reaction. You put that shit on too tight. You stretched that over the skin and it tried to pull back. You know, it's got him. Yeah, it's pulling. Yeah, it's ripping the skin. Yeah. Well, this is a thing. And like, I tell my clients now because like some artists say use A&D. Some artists say use this. Some artists use derm. Like I tell my clients. I won't say that any other artist is right or wrong. I know how my tattoos heal. And like I tell them, I had one artist that I dry healed one of my leg pieces with. I had another one that I wet healed with saran wrap. I have tattoos I'd heal with derm. Don't fucking ask your friend how to, t- how to heal the tattoo. Don't ask another artist. Keep the contact information of the artist who did it because we know how to heal our own work or what has consistently worked for us. Right. That's not a, that's not one artist is right or wrong. Now there may be some artists along the lines of some situations that, yeah, you might not want to tell somebody to do something, but a lot of it is just everybody's approach is so different, but I'm like like my client uh, on Friday, it was her first tattoo. And I told her now don't go ask your friend who's got tattoos, text me. And if you forget, I will tell you because they may tell you something I don't want you to do because she had single line work, no shading. So I did dermer and normally with derm, I wouldn't say leave it on a hundred, like on seven days straight, but if it's just line work, yes, I want you to leave it on as long as possible because there is no seepage. Like you're going to pull it off and potentially blow out your lines because you forced it off in the skin tour. Right. I'm not going to say how I know about that, but I might have had that happen to somebody uh, <laughs> years ago when Derm came out. And I was like, hold on, I know that tattoo wasn't blown out when I did it. And then I have something on my leg that I tried it with and realized that's exactly why it happened. Oh, I got too wet underneath there, you feel? Well, and the, the line work sucked it up? or it was, the, it was actually the opposite. I did a small line on my leg trying to figure out how this girl's it was just a fine line word that I did on her and it was back when I told him to take it off after 24 hours wash it let it dry and then reapply the problem is is what happened is when she took it off there was not any moisture underneath there so what it did when it pulled 
it loosened everything up and pulled it apart. So I did it yeah. on myself. And now I'm like, like okay. a BA or a pore strip or something like that, taking all that grease, all that tattoo with it, just like a, you know. It's basically like- what it did. And I was like, okay, now I need to reassess how I'm how I'm telling these simpler tattoos deal with derm and now i got it but had i never did that with that client and then experimented on myself i would have never known that that's i I tell everybody the same thing now because it's the best care instructions that ever existed i tell them just treat it like a baby and it will all it will all work out if it's the most important thing baby's most important thing in the world if it's the most important thing in the world to you you're gonna answer it you're gonna make your baby scream of course you're not so anything that makes your baby happy that's what you're gonna do anything makes your baby scream don't fucking do that shit again somebody tells you to do something stupid makes your baby scream fucking idiot don't listen to him you don't you don't jump in a bathtub you don't submerge a bath a baby in a bathtub full of water you know it's gonna drown you don't take a baby out to the beach 20 minutes of sun that's too much for baby skin babies cry every once in a while gotta figure out what the fuck it needs you don't know what it is just gotta figure it out that's that's where i go because now i feel also if if i say it to him like that then i get it down to one thing that then it kind of fits with all other things. Like you could put it through the filter of would you do that for a baby? And it kind of fits, you know, I can get a couple of little jokes in there about shaking babies or whatever. They can talk, you know, they can talk about neglecting babies if they want, but as long as they remember the baby part, then they'll they'll remember to baby that tattoo. Yeah. And everything else falls online. Good analogy. Well, if you know, if you put the wrong, like, what lotion do I use? I don't know. What is your, some baby's different. Like, put some lotion on your baby and it screams. Guess what? That's the wrong shit. Guaranteed. <laughs> you put some lotion on your baby and it feels good. Keep doing it. Use that lotion. That's a good lotion. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to use a scented lotion on a baby anyway. So that it, it would apply. You don't use yeah. hydrated soaps on babies. So it would apply. Aquaphor works good for baby butts. You know? Yeah, Kyle, I might very well steal that from you. I've been doing it for years. Nobody stole it yet. So I'm trying to give it out there to the universe. It's the best. It's the best care instructions. No one forget that. So that will be perfect. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Well, Crystal, I think I've stayed too long and said too much. Sounds like you're done with your nails now, too. So I think I'll let you go. Yes, thank you for having me, Kyle. Hey, you want to plug anything before we get off? Plug anything? Plug? Yeah, your Instagram. Uh, oh, my Instagram is. Yeah, now that I'm in the in the in the entertainment industry, that's the way we talk about. That's what we say plug now instead of advertisement. <laughs> my Instagram has the it's like the all links, so you can get to any other platform off of that. It's uh, at. Is I-Z-T-A-T-2. And then I got, you know, all those other pages on there that you have to pay for, but they're on there too. Well, you have to pay for stuff? You got tattoos so pretty that people have to pay to look at them, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> something, something like that. I mean, some other pages on there that they can see some other things. But... Right on. Well, make sure you guys check it out. Thanks for being on, Crystal. We'll talk to you again. We'll see you in in Pittsburgh. Oh, I didn't hear that. Take care.